Thanks for listening to Shift Your Spirits. I'm Slade Robertson. For 13 years, I've been a professional intuitive and personal development blogger. I try to talk about spirituality with fewer hearts and flowers than most New Age blather. I also mentor emerging intuitives, psychics, and healers in a program called Automatic Intuition. It is Monday, January 28th, 2019, as I record this introduction. As you can probably hear in my voice, I'm living with a nasty virus at the moment and will be keeping my intro short and sweet. If this is your first time listening to my show, I apologize. Please check out another episode for a much better representation of my hospitality. This is what it sounds like when your podcast host calls in sick. I did pre-record this week's segment, so if you're hitting that point in the new year where your excitement and drive around your intentions are starting to wane a little bit, hopefully this is the message you need to hear. That's coming up in just a minute. There will not be an Oracle segment at the end of today's show. I do those in real time in the moment, and as you can imagine, my channel is not that clear at this moment. I do still want to say a quick thank you to my newest supporters on Patreon, Dean Hogg, thank you Dean, and Mary Jewers, who pledged a very specific $8. And Mary writes to me, I chose that number because I read in a book that eight signifies what I want for you, abundance and prosperity, an infinite flow of money, time, ideas, or whatever you need for this purpose of yours that you share with us. I'll take some of all of that, Mary. Thank you very much. And thanks to all of you who continue to pledge your support on Patreon. It demonstrates that you're enjoying the show and you want it to continue. It's very encouraging to me, so thank you. To find out how you can become a patron, support my time in producing this show, and access all the extra bonus content, please go to patreon.com slash shiftyourspirits. It is January 16th, 2019, as I record this segment. And if you're listening in real time, when this episode first goes live in your podcast feed, it's probably around January 29th, 2019. So right at the end of January, beginning of February. And you're probably hitting that point in the new year where your excitement and drive around your intentions are starting to wane a little bit. Fun fact about my practice as an intuitive Over the years, I've noticed that even though a lot of people want to get readings and have sessions and start um, coursework that's in my tutorials or do automatic intuition, those all seem like things you'd want to start in the new year. Um, But I've noticed that it's not so much about January. There is this wave of people who actually start things in February And I have a theory about why that is, and I think it's because you pretty much start out the new year under your own guns uh, with a lot of energy and going to do it on your own, and then you find out that you're not making as much progress as you want, and so you do reach for help or structure or somebody else's perspective, Um, or maybe you just didn't get around to it, like uh, the gun went off and you weren't ready to start yet, and so you are kind of... Uh, getting it together during January. January is a horrible time of year in the Northern Hemisphere to get things together and start things and all of that, just for the record. So if you're one of those seasonal people who gets a little SAD, um, don't worry about it. 
It's cool. We're going to debunk a lot of that. And I purposefully did not record this at the end of December or for the New Year's Day episode because it's not about New Year's. It's not about one specific day on a calendar. So don't turn this off because you think it's a New Year's thing that you missed. This is an evergreen diatribe. And whenever you hear it is when you were supposed to hear it. So I want to drill down into all of this some. Maybe you never quite got out of first gear this year. I kind of feel that way. Um, and I think it's because this new year started off weird. You know, we haven't had a new moon come in um, January 7th, I believe. So like a week into it is really when you really get that n- nature cycle of newness, you know, the new moon. I do believe that we're very much in sync with the moon cycles, even if you don't believe in any other part of astrology. Um, we can all kind of agree that, you know, the moon cycles have a definite impact on living things on this planet. Um, and so having that come a week in kind of made it like a weird slow start. It was like the end of a lunar cycle while you're psychologically, intellectually telling yourself you're supposed to be experiencing something new. And then when we finally get to that new moon, um, it was eclipsed. So that's kind of weird. And then we're in between eclipses for most of January um, with you know another one happening on the full moon. And as I record this, I'm sitting here right in between those two things. And um, so I don't know. Um, we might need an astrologer to explain all that a little bit more in depth, but it just feels kind of like an off time for a lot of people. And not only am I processing my personal feelings for you, I'm kind of um, collating what other people that I've spoken to are expressing that they're feeling. And this is the pattern that I've identified. So, you know, over the years, I've tried really hard to create alternatives to the new year's resolution thing i mean for for over a decade i've blogged at this time of year starting out like way back in say 2007 or something like that i got really nerded out into the linguistics of the word resolution which is you know kind of associated with endings and it you know and and started talking about reframing our language and you know getting into intentions and over the last 10 years intentions has become more of a popular buzzword and so as that became more um spread throughout everybody's consciousness, then I was trying to work with alternatives to intentions and, you know, make that not such a big, scary word. And um, I think for a while there, I was making interesting lists of things. And I would try to come up with these recipes each year that seemed really simple, like do three things, you know. Um, And it it just kept getting more and more simple. And I kept minimizing it. And I, I think the last time I ever did something like this, it was like the one thing that you need to do. And it was just this one sort of mindset shift or something that you were meant to practice. And um, now, and maybe I've contributed to this, it seems like we've almost developed this trend for not doing resolutions or setting intentions. You see a lot of people um, posting all their resolutions and intentions and keywords and um and then you see all this 
you know, good third of the people on social media posting about how they're not doing them and, you know, kind of embracing the lack of doing it. And for those of us who are a little bit too cool, um, we've gotten a little over the new age tools of the past because we've been around for a while and we've been using them and we've become a little bit too cool for school. You know what I mean? Like vision boards, yawn, law of attraction, the secret wore everybody out. There was so much missing from it too. They didn't even get it right. And then, you know, the whole word of the year thing, eye roll, Right, you know, um, I actually do have a word of the year though. It's really hard for me to see someone post, What's your word of the year? and me not think of it, you know what I mean? So, even though I didn't make like a big announcement about my word of the year or make an infographic or a meme or something, um, I do have one, you know, and it was already there as a theme of something that I was preparing myself for. Um, and my word is scale. So you can contemplate that more the verb form than anything, the verb form of scale. It's about working with what I already have and making more out of it without increasing time necessarily. Because one of my big issues is I don't have any more time. I don't have any more time to add anything else in. Um, So I need to work smarter, not harder, as they say. But I also need for things to be scalable. You know, for instance, this podcast is a perfect example of one of the most scalable things in my whole business because it is the exact same amount of work, whether two of you listen to it or 2,000 or 200,000, right? It's the same amount of work. So um, those are the kinds of things that make sense to put more energy into. Um, I can go all in with the podcast and with growing the audience for the podcast because it's not more work, but it will deliver more impact. It will deliver more income, all those kinds of things. So that's my kind of theme for the year. But I think you could think of scale in um, multiple directions. Like what can you scale back What can you make smaller that's too big and too complicated? Um, I'm always looking to minimize things. Um, You know, not only concepts like New Year's resolutions, but minimizing just things in my visual space. The crap sitting around in my office, the number of images on the walls. You know, I want minimalism. It, it, It brings me peace. So that's another type of scale. And there's a lot of places as I look around my life where I can scale up or down. And it's not about bringing in anything new. And it's not really about getting rid of things completely. It's just about finding the right size. It's like a Goldilocks fable or something. It's it's just hard not to think about that stuff when you see people posting it. So in a way, whether we publicly share it or not, we do kind of have goals. We have themes. We have dreams. We have hopes. We have wishes for changes that we want to make. And I think a lot of us have taken the fewer hearts and flowers angle to this cynical kind of jaded place, especially in the way we put ourselves out there publicly. And maybe we're jaded for a good reason. We've tried everything. Um, But there are people 
for whom these tools and concepts that we've been practicing forever are really impactful. They're new to them. Maybe they're just discovering them or maybe they're rediscovering them with um, a newfound ability to make them work for them finally. You know, they may be at that place in their life where um, it suddenly occurs to them that like a vision board is an amazing tool for them. So my iteration of the whole New Year's concept now after I've minimized it down and made it as simple as I possibly can, and I can't do that anymore, my new angle or take on this whole concept is just about the evergreen, about what is it when we strip it all away, what's the core of this that we take into our lives on a daily basis? Like, I am obsessed with... Where does all the woo-woo meet the ground? You know, like, it doesn't matter to me if you have all these elaborate um, spiritual modalities and techniques and all this stuff that you're really well-versed in. If it doesn't have a practical, useful tool in your everyday life, if it doesn't work for you in some way, then I don't really see the point. Um, So... It doesn't matter whether you set intentions or when you choose to change your life. It doesn't matter, not whether you do it, but it doesn't matter. Um, Actually, it doesn't matter whether you do it or not. It really doesn't. You can be at peace. There's a whole thing that I just realized I didn't even put into this speech today, which is, you know what? It's okay just to be. It's okay just to live your life and not be aspirational. I did that whole episode about can you be happy without doing something amazing? Can you be? Can you just, you know, do your thing? So it doesn't matter whether you set your intentions or not um, or whether you choose to change anything, but it really doesn't matter when you choose to do it. That's the main point of my speech today. And it doesn't matter if you blow it because you can always do it again. Or try another way. These holidays, these milestones, they're arbitrary dates. And I don't really celebrate New Year's because every day I have goals. I have a chance to fuck it up and a chance to start again. Some days I rock. Some days I suck. And the calendar doesn't really have much to do with that. You know, let's be honest. Maybe the seasons and the natural cycles and the moon phases, maybe that does impact us a little bit. I do, I do believe that. But the calendar, you know, oh, your birthday was on a Wednesday and it was blah, you know. But maybe that Friday's a great time to celebrate and do something. Or maybe it's the weekend before. We're, we're practiced at making these adjustments. So I think we need to give ourselves permission to just do stuff when we want to do it and not when we're told we have to do it, or, well, you missed your New Year's launch, so you're screwed. I guess you'll have to wait 12 months. That's ridiculous. I don't care whether you acknowledge New Year's or not. I don't care whether you make resolutions or set intentions or do vision boards or have theme words. But I also don't want you to think, I think I'm better than you because I don't do those things. 
Our lives are random and timing is a bitch and shit happens to good people and everybody gets a little lucky here and there. And if you're listening to this, then you're trying. And I think that's all that matters. Beyond that, whatever gets you through. Do whatever works for you. But keep this in mind. One of my biggest life lessons last year, this past year, was realizing how much easier and more powerful it is if you focus on manifesting people rather than places or things. The people know the places and they have the things. So reach out to new people in your world. Even the ones who come and go in a matter of minutes. They can make all the difference. But while I have you here, (laughs) if you want to do a thing with a capital T for New Year's, for next week, for your birthday, for tomorrow. A year ago, I talked about how to reboot your energy, and I'll link to that because I probably went way more in depth on that episode than I'm about to hear. Um. It started out as just something that I noticed as a theme in the advice I was giving out to people who were coming in for readings, and I was getting complaints of sort of low-level depression. You know, when we say we're depressed, but it's not like a clinical depression. It's more like, eh, we've kind of lost our mojo, and you know, we're not feeling motivated. We've lost our energy, or we're intellectually aware that we're trying all these things, but then the visceral mass magic is just not popping off, you know, and you're just feeling kind of not comfortable in your own body. Um, So, you know, you're not necessarily in need of medication, um, but you're, and, and, you know, and, and all the mindset shifts are not working. You're taking them in and they're kind of going in one ear and out the other, and then you're beating yourself up about it. So all of that kind of ennui, that existential angst. Um, I was giving out this advice that had a pattern to it or a theme, and I started to sort of refer to it as the energy reboot, but it, because it was about, you know, just rebooting, rebooting your life, rebooting your spirit and your body and your soul and your emotions and just, you know, just reboot everything. It's based on the principle That if you're feeling all the things that I just described, what you're most likely missing is a sort of two-pronged connection to your creative, intuitive channel combined with a need to really be fully grounded in your body. And this combination is particularly powerful. Um, If you want to hear your guides, connect with your intuition, get your creativity flowing, um, but more than anything... If none of that feels like it's working, it's because it's not grounded. Um, So the reason why you need to reboot is think about, like, you know how the Wi-Fi router in your house, it says it's putting out a signal, but it's, you know, it's been working too many times. There have been too many devices connected to it. It's filled up and it's putting out a signal, but, you know, it's really slow or it's just your computer's not able to connect to it. So, you know, you go 
unplug it down to 10, plug it back in. And my routers usually have these little um, lights that always remind me of like the chakras up the spine or something. And they light up from the bottom back to the top. And, you know, unplugging counts to 10 and plugging things back in is kind of like um, one of the most universal ways to fix machines that we have. You know, it's the first troubleshooting step. And the cool thing is it, it works for us as well as for devices. We are a very complex machine, but the same principle kind of applies. What's going on with those of you who are trying so hard, those of us who are trying and reaching and studying and practicing and wanting and hoping and willing and setting intentions. And we are so up in the upper chakras. We're up in the third eye. We're up in the divine crown. We're constantly trying to project out of our heads. And if you could see me now, I'm sort of waving my arms because it's like a plate spinning thing. We're shaped like a tree and we're very top heavy. Um, we've got all this stuff going on and we're just always looking up, reaching up. You know how tiring it is, right? To roll your eyes up and to reach your arms up. Everything gets heavy and, you know, it's almost like a coat rack that's got too many things on top of it. You know, it's very precarious. And because we're so focused on everything from the heart chakra to the throat chakra to the third eye to the crown, we're we're it's like we're living in this upper half of our energy body and ignoring everything that takes place down below the root chakra, the sacral chakra. Um, the center of our guts and our sexual selves and our animal selves and the base of our foundation of strength. And so it seems to be a chronic thing that people who come in who are spinning out in the upper chakras, the reason why all that's not working, that signal is not connecting, is because you're not grounded and you need to unplug, go all the way back down to the bottom and work your way back up again. And I prescribe that you do this reboot for 90 days, not just a month. Don't do things for a week or a month. Too many things can change um, from one day to the next. It's like watching the stock market too closely. Don't check your stocks too much because then you're just riding a roller coaster. Look at longer periods of time. Um, I like quarters because I like to plan my business around quarters and it also applies to your personal life and, and some of the personal development things that you want to do. And I, I think quarters, three-month periods, are perfect goal chunk time periods um, because you know the first month you're like ooh ooh you're really pumped you've got a lot of energy going in and you think oh you know you can do anything for a month and you're supposed to do things for 30 days and then it becomes a habit or something um, and then the second month hits you and you suck you fall off the wagon you're not as motivated you start missing beating yourself up about it but if you're really committed, you've got another month 
to kind of bring it back home and it all kind of comes in under the wire and comes out in the wash as they say so rather than really focusing on that up and down wave just zoom out a little bit and give yourself a 90 day period to go through those phases knowing that there's going to be a dip but you can still come back up from the dip um The energy reboot itself is essentially a 90-day period of walking meditation combined with free associative writing. If you've heard of morning pages, as in The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron, or you've heard of gratitude journaling, the technical intellectual term is proprioceptive writing. Um, It's just writing. It's just like free associative writing, whatever you want to say. It's just babbling on the page. You can do it by hand in a journal. You can type if you type really fast and feel more comfortable doing that. Um, that's That's the channel. That's the creativity part. That's the higher self. That's the voice of your guides. That's your cool flashes of inspiration and ideas coming through. It's you brainstorming with yourself. Um... And then the walking meditation, yes, I know there are some of you that can't walk and that walking is truly a limitation that's beyond you. And if that's the case, write to me um, and I will give you some alternatives based on what your situation is, something that you can use to reground the body that doesn't involve that kind of exercise. But for those of you who don't think about it when you get up and just walk across the room and go to the bathroom... Um, or get up and grab your purse and go to your car and go somewhere, um, then you are fully capable of doing this. And it's walking every day. And the reason why I want you to walk is because jogging is hard <laughs> and walk and running is something that you have to work up to. And it, if you're not into the whole like running thing, it sucks. Um, but If you will think of a walking meditation as an opportunity to be outside, be in nature, clear your head, still get some of those endorphins going, the runner's high. The cool thing is, at least according to my Fitbit and Apple Watch, um, I burn almost the same amount of calories jogging because I run really slow as I do walking at a good pace. Um, And if you jog for 30 minutes versus walk for 45 minutes, it's really close in terms of the calories that you burn. So the benefits um, fitness-wise are there for walking. Um, And you don't need to go buy a new outfit. You don't need to drop a bunch at Lululemon. You don't need new shoes. Just go walk. Don't even think about it. And it's not going to change your life the very first second that you do it. Um, the first few days you'll think, well, I feel like a dork, you know, waiting for the change to happen, you know, just do it. Just go on autopilot. I think if you can walk and just maybe kind of listen to some music and allow yourself to be with your thoughts, that's amazing. See some trees, see some other people. I know it's winter, so, you know, go to a mall and do it, um, Uh, or go to an indoor track, or wherever you can make it happen. But if you can walk, if you can walk, then do it. Do it every night after supper. Go for a 30-minute, 45-minute walk. Um, 
I won't go into it again. I'm going to link to the other episode where it talks about the mechanics of how these two things work together, these two activities, the walking meditation and the free associative writing. But if you do them for 90 days, it will reboot your energy. It will recharge your body and your spirit. It will reconnect you to your creativity, to your intuition. Your motivation will change. Your mood will change. Ideas will start to download. I promise you, it's just that simple. And all that other complex stuff, um, you can still do it if you have time for it. Or you can put it away and say, you know what? I'm just going to do this one little simple thing for, for 90 days. Modify it wherever you wish. You know, um, if it if you like to mind map and like draw on a sketchbook and do that kind of um, mind to hand to paper sort of thinking on paper um, as opposed to maybe the free associative writing, do that. Just set a time limit for it. Like set a timer for 15 or 20 minutes and, and do that some. And make a, a space for that. Part of the reason why I call it walking meditation is because, yes, meditation is amazing and there are a lot of benefits associated with it, but that does not mean that you have to formally sit in a lotus position and clear your mind and chant and and listen to um, a water fountain in the corner of your room. Like You don't have to do that. If anything, that sounds really boring to me and I don't think I could keep that up for a half an hour, but I can go walk somewhere scenic and cool um, and uh, see people and things and dogs and nature and ooh, a feather on the ground, you know, like all kinds of cool things happen when you're walking. So walking is a meditation if you do it with that intention. Uh, As far as other modifications, if, you know, daily is too much for you, I will say this. You could get really shift your spirits meta and modify this with a three by three strategy, which also works on a 90 day time period. Also a quarter concept that I use. Um, So again, I'll link to episodes where we've talked about the three by three project with Diana Fragman, what the three by three strategy is and, and how I use it. But basically it's three actions, three times a week for three months, do three things a week for three months, three by three. Um, so if you can't make a daily walking meditation slash journaling happen, um, then do it three times a week. For 90 days. And we'll say that that's the modified minimal version of this exercise. Anyway, I talked about all this stuff last year and I was just sharing it as a pattern of advice that I was giving out. And some of you decided to actually take it on as a challenge without my asking um, and to do it and to try it and, and write me about it and say, hey, I'm doing that. And you kind of made it a thing. So now I'm putting it back out there as a thing, you know, make the energy reboot your thing that you're going to do. And let me know that you're doing it. Post about it in the Shift Your Spirits community, hashtag reboot, or put keywords at the beginning of your posts, energy reboot, Um, invite people to do it with you or share your progress or your observations along the way. You can also contact me personally if you want to have some accountability. Um, Email me halfway through and let me know what's different 
At the end of the 90 days, write me again and tell me how things have changed. Thanks again for listening to the Shift Your Spirits podcast. For show notes, links, transcripts, and all the past episodes, please visit shiftyourspirits.com. You can subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Stitcher, or whatever app you prefer. If you'd like to get an intuitive reading with me or download a free ebook and meditation to help you connect with your guides, please go to sladeroberson.com. And if you're interested in my professional intuitive training program, you can start the course for free by downloading the attunement at automaticintuition.com.